0: Today on First Cup, we got jokes and other Friday things, and I drink coffee because it's it's a Friday. I don't know. Kind of tired again. Stick around. We'll be doing it in 15 seconds. Well, I consider if I'm going to adjust the camera or not. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Friday. It is September 17th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Can you see the steam? Well, I hope you had a great Thursday. I hope Friday is looking good to you. I hope you've got some exciting stuff. If you've got a weekend, you know, like a formal weekend, like you don't work. Good morning, Jenny. Happy fun day, Friday, to you. I woke up. I had a message from a from an old friend, and you know we were we were shooting some messages last night, and you uh, know I said, "How's your week been going?" And and she said, "You know, I woke up to good. You know, I'm glad the weekend's here." And I, I had to stop, and I actually had to look. I was like, "Wait a second, today's Friday. You work today. I work today. It's not the weekend yet." throw me off. You know, when you're tired, when you're half asleep, it's like, oh, is it Saturday? Did I not have to wake up? Good morning, Daniel. I hope everyone's ready to go. I've got a lot to do. Yesterday was a weird day. Happy Friday, Andy. Yesterday was a weird day. Um, so I think I've mentioned that I rent my car out on Turo and I accepted a rental for from some people flying in um i got a message saying hey we want to rent your car for a long weekend we're flying into such and such airport i said wait a second that airport's like the size of my backyard uh this isn't a commercial flight is it they're like no no we have a small plane well the weather wasn't good enough for them to fly in yesterday so they're stranded (laughs) in virginia and they're supposed to make it here like this evening So I had carved off some time yesterday and things kept moving around. And basically I hung around, cleaned the house, did a bunch of work, but mostly just tried to make myself available in case they showed up. Good morning, Francis and Frank. Frank's a sleepyhead today. Well, is is this your last day of vacation, Frank? Uh, Daniel, you rent your car out. Is that really a thing? It is. Uh, There's a service here in the U.S. called Turo, T-U-R-O. And it's kind of like Airbnb, but for your car. And I'll be honest with all of you because you're my friends and I'll share things with you. Um, If you've tried to rent a car recently it's stupidly expensive because the availability of rental cars is like, there's like none, because the car companies sold off their fleets to stay in business through the pandemic. And now there are no cars to buy because of the chip shortage. So we're looking at this for years, it is going to be several years before all this catches up and rental prices are normal. So um, we have a saying here in New England, make hay while the sun shines. So uh, I'm not making great money, but while it's nice enough and i can ride my motorcycle yeah somebody else can have my car totally fine uh i've actually i went into it thinking hmm if this works out well i'll get a second car you know i'll find some random used suv and i'll rent that out the demand hasn't been high enough to warrant that but you know um it's been interesting i'm learning stuff I'm more than happy to learn things while I make money. Uh, Frank goes back Tuesday. Daniel says, apparently it's a thing here too, according to Google, but it's not a big thing. It's not quite yet a big thing here either. The only reason anybody's doing it is because small cars, you know, renting like a small car can be hundreds of dollars a day. And people don't want to pay that. So I rent my, my RAV4 out at 85 bucks a day. Everybody, everybody's happy. Turo covers all the insurance. This, this sounds like a commercial. I, I make nothing for this. I don't even think that they do like a referral code. If they do, I don't care. Um, they cover all the insurance. There is zero liability for me in this. So, yeah. I almost pulled the trigger on a second car um, a couple months ago because it was it was during a week when I had like four rentals come through. Uh, three of them ended up dropping, so I'm glad I didn't. That's that's the one problem with the platform is you can't guarantee anything. And the way Turo has it set up is you get up until like the day or maybe two days before to cancel with no penalty. So nobody can rent your car during that six weeks, or nobody can commit to renting your car at that time during the six weeks before this is why being a rental agency with like a big fleet that's why you kind of have to do that so um and he's asking what is their cut um all said and done i make about 50 to 55 percent. depends on the rental there are a bunch of discounts if you They have all kinds of things that you can turn on or off based on how, how you want to incentivize people. Uh, You can turn on an early bird discount. Like if somebody commits the rental of a certain period of time ahead, Uh, you can offer discounts based on how long the rental is. So, um, you know, the rental that's going on right now, and technically it's going on, even though the car is still in my driveway and I get to drive it, I'm still getting paid. Um, is I'm going to make about 55 bucks a day on this one. So, you know, it's not, it's not bad. There are people out there renting out their like old second cars and people are paying it. There are people out there who are trying to rent out, you know, like these classics at like hundreds of dollars a day. I don't know if that's working. But the only reason that I think this isn't really a stronger option for me is I'm 45 minutes from the airport. I have no good way to get there with the car. They have no good way to get here. So if I was closer to the airport, I'd probably be killing it. But it's all part of my mission to turn everything from from a liability into an asset. My car becomes an asset. I've got a pretty solid accountant. We talked about this before I started doing it. There are all kinds of benefits for me doing this that go far beyond the actual money that I'm making. So Thursday, Thursday episode, hope you all listened. Hope you dug into the Q and A. What did you have to say? I hope you liked it. Do people have to return the car with a full tank of gas? They have to return it at whatever level it, it goes out at, which yeah, I make sure it's full. And, uh, yeah, Daniel says, makes sense as a service on all sorts of levels. If you think about it, it really does. If you take a look, we've been in this really interesting migration from everybody being very, uh, self-contained. You had your house, you kind of did your thing. You lived in your neighborhood. You took care of yourself, the people around you, maybe you'd, you know, exchange a lawnmower or a tool with the neighbor but people didn't travel far for vacation that often i mean we're going back decades and if you move forward as energies become cheaper travels become cheaper, the internet has come online we are far more connected the idea of going and renting a, a room from a stranger airbnb the very first iteration that's what most people were doing they're like i got a second bedroom you can come stay here Very few people were willing to do that. But now what you generally get with Airbnb, you get a whole house or a condo or whatever. This is kind of along the same lines. One of the things I'm looking at doing, I'm hopeful that I can make this work, but we'll see. Uh, I want to get a few acres of land here in Vermont and I want to set it up with hip camp, you know, so people can come and they can camp and I can make some money there. And then a few times a year, we might be able to do some martial arts events there. So, I'm trying to make that happen. We'll see. The idea of of doing it with Hip Camp would be to cover the expenses of, you know, owning the land. And then, you know, we can all hang out and train, punch some trees. Ah, coffee. Hmm. Well, it's Friday. What's going on? Um... I got a bunch of things to do uh, one of the things I have to do that I'm very aware I am I've been procrastinating on a little bit and I don't want to do it because it's complicated and there's emotion tied in I have to start dealing with my father's estate stuff uh, I got a packet back from the lawyer we the first thing I've got to do is I've got to move all the bank accounts from him into uh, the estate so I've got to contact them today Probably fax them some things. I don't have a fax machine. I will have to do like e-fax or whatever and, and deal with all that. So I'm not looking forward to that because it makes it all very real. But um, how would I be buying that land in Vermont? It's on the other side of this process. So um, I got to do it. Daniel says, "I watch a mountain biking YouTube channel, and he's bought a place near a bike park and is now renting it out on Airbnb. That's very similar to what I want to do. Um, mountain biking is huge in Vermont, and it's a, people come to Vermont to mountain bike. So my thought is, if I set up like a, a camping spot, if I get—I forget the conversion from hectares to, to acres, but you know, ten, 10 acres or so—I can cut quite a few trails." through that and a lot of times very um, non-flat which nothing here in Vermont is flat but a lot of your your terrain here with a lot of elevation sells cheaper so I could set up some pretty cool trails that's the plan I think he might be around there actually wouldn't surprise me mountain but you drive around Vermont almost every pickup seems to have uh, a Bike pad over the tailgate. Mountain biking's huge here. Jared's suggesting we call it Camp Kick or Whistle Camp. <laughs> There's a lot of link. I didn't realize when I picked the name for Whistle Kick that we would have so many fun uh, word contractions that we could make with this. Bring your own whistle. There you go. Good times. Good times. Um, so beyond that, you know, kind of emotional thing that I don't really want to dig into this weekend, but I'm going to dig into there's some other stuff going on today. Bunch of little things. I've got I've got a call with Frank later today. We're gonna chat, been looking forward to that. And I think that's the only fixed time thing I've got. So I'll be headed up to the co-working space. I was expecting I was going there on the motorcycle today, but I'm not. I'm going there on four wheels, which is totally fine. It's a little cool. And at some point, I'll get an email from these folks saying, hey, we're flying, we'll be there at X time. So one of the nice things about a flight, they know exactly how long things are going to take because you've got to file a flight plan. So I'll fly down and get them and... Bring them back here and we'll sign everything off and they'll drive away with my car, which is a very weird experience. And I'll spend the next few days working in the garden, harvesting, there's still so much to do. It's om- I have to check, it's almost time for beans. It's definitely time for more grapes. All right, it's Friday. And what do we do on Friday? We do jokes, courtesy of Frank or whoever else chooses to write them in. But I believe all we have for jokes. I shouldn't say, that, say it that way. I believe the entirety of the jokes this week come from Frank. I haven't seen anything from anyone else. If any of you have jokes that you want to drop in, feel free to drop them in the chat. I'm going to the Facebook page to see if any of you have left me anything to chat or talk about. I should have done that first, but I didn't because I was tired. Load page, load. Nothing guys make me sad. It's okay. It's okay. We need more followers to this. I don't know how we do that, but we'll figure it out. Probably something Frank and I will talk about. So tomorrow, Saturday, September 18th, 2021, is the 23rd anniversary of Rush Hour. Oh, wait. We got to do jokes first. The jokes for Fun Day Friday. It's sourdough September. I tried to make Indian sourdough. But that was a non-starter. Aha, bread humor. Why did the sourdough man break up with the baker? He didn't feel needed anymore. A thief was recently arrested for stealing loaves of sourdough. He was caught bread-handed. What do you call a loaf of grumpy bread? Sourdough. I like sourdough. I really like sourdough. It agrees with my body even more than... I do okay with bread. Sourdough, I do much better. And one of the things on the list for this winter is figuring out sourdough. So Apparently it's not nearly as hard as everybody thinks it is. I think I've got a way to make my own starter. I'll look that up. I'll make some bread. I'll eat it. And I'll report back. <sighs> Anything that allows me to eat bread and not... Uh... Not blowed up from it. I'm game. Just think about it. You start with your own sourdough bread. You can make anything. You can make sourdough bagels. I like bagels. It's in my genetics. Can't help it. So, tomorrow. 23rd anniversary of Rush Hour. Which, let's remember this. When Rush Hour came out, Jackie Chan had been in a bunch of kung fu movies. You know, repurposed kung fu movies. Rumble in the Bronx. That was really his big breakthrough in the U.S., in the theaters. I remember going to that on, like, a Friday night with two friends and there were, like, six other people in the theater. Those movies, they did okay, but mostly because they were low-budget. To do something with Chris Tucker, like, that was a Hollywood A-list, like top-level, triple-A, however they term it, movie. There was a lot of risk there. Chris Tucker, at the same time, was funny. And Let's see. If I'm remembering correctly, that was just after his success of Friday with Ice Cube. So it was an interesting pairing. People didn't know how it was going to go. And we're probably going to get to this, but last I knew, it was the top-grossing martial arts film, in the world because it is considered a martial arts film Jared says I just thought of this another name for a groundhog your nemesis is a whistle this is true maybe they were just trying to brand market with you it's entirely possible there's one left there's one left I saw him once two weeks ago but he's over there and as long as he stays over there we're fine I do have, I think, a mole or something that's hanging out up front and completely ignoring the trap. Um, so far, has not eaten much, so we're gonna we're gonna let it go for now. <clears throat> Daniel says I tried figuring sourdough during the first lockdown, just like the rest of the UK. It seems it didn't go well. Well, that doesn't bode well. I'm still gonna try if it goes well I'll bail you some bread not really because I'm pretty sure that's illegal in one of our countries so here's some trivia about rush hour from IMDb Martin Lawrence was the original choice for Carter Hmm. I didn't know that Eddie Murphy was offered the role of Carter but he turned it down to make holy man instead Dave Chappelle Will Smith and Tupac were all considered for the role of Carter. I can't imagine anybody but Chris Tucker playing that role. Um, Tupac would not have been right for that role. Wait a second. When did they make this movie? The movie must have been in in, in consideration for a while. Because he passed away two years before it came out. Huh. Um, Will Smith... Could have done it. Wouldn't have been as good. Dave Chappelle doesn't have the physical comedic skill. Eddie Murphy could have done it. Martin Lawrence definitely could have done it. Martin Lawrence. If you've ever seen Martin Lawrence in Blue Streak. You know he could have pulled it off. Yeah, this movie is 1998. Tupac died September 13th, 1997. Oh, coffee. and i think that that's what made the movie successful was that was the physical comedy because well chris tucker i mean he, he's a, a he's hysterical and he's got a really strong physical comedic presence jackie chan is able to play off that by himself he can't quite do that but with with Although, let's be real, probably almost anyone could play off of Chris Tucker. There's so much there. He's a hysterical guy. And he does decently with the choreography. Next. This film inspired the creation of the website Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I had no idea. Site founder Sen Duong is a big Jackie Chan fan and built the website to collect reviews for all of Chan's Hong Kong films as they were being released in the United States. He coded the site in two weeks, putting it up shortly before the release of the film. Rotten Tomatoes is now one of the most notable sources for movie reviews, and its tomato meter rating is used to judge a film's success and used in advertising and award promotions. Prior to Rotten Tomatoes, there was no good way to get ratings of movies other than critics. And we've all been to films that critics love, and we're like, what the hell's going on here? And you'll see quite often that a movie critic rates a film very differently than the general public. And IMDb's got theirs as well now. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes, their tomato meter brings in a lot of factors and it tends to work pretty well. It's kind of like the the Google search algorithm of movie ratings. My coffee doesn't taste good. Makes me sad. I don't know why. Can you hear the bus? The bus waiting for kids. Dropping the hydraulic brakes. Anybody who's followed Jackie Chan's career is not going to be surprised at this fact. Jackie Chan was almost killed filming the scene where he's almost crushed by metal boxes. They slammed together about a quarter of a second after his head was clear. Yep. That guy and his commitment to doing his own stunt work and the quality with which he does it is pretty awesome. Okay, now I think you're just playing with the brakes. Craziness. It used to be so quiet here. Oh, and that concludes our and I on uh, um, Rush Hour. Rush Hour, two, three. We're not going to get a four. Did we get a four? We didn't get a four. I don't think there's going to be a four. Derek <laughs> says, my coffee doesn't taste good after half the cup is gone. I, I've already re-poured. This is my second cup. And Daniel says, I'd be more surprised if Jackie Chan wasn't nearly killed filming. John's bringing it back. Oh, that's a big comment. Ah! John's bringing it back to the comments on, that Jared made about woodchucks. Have you ever heard a groundhog whistle? I didn't know they did until there was a female living under the porch of an office that I worked at about 10 years ago. It had little ones and they would go out on the lawn and feed while she was on the lookout. When somebody would pull into the parking lot, she would whistle. They would all run back under the porch. I have heard that. Um, Groundhogs will do it. Um, And it's, it's it's kind of funny. I've never heard them do it. I've never heard any of the ones here do it. Because rarely are they out, is there more than one. And now there's definitely fewer. Because it's illegal to relocate them, but four of them are not here anymore. As well as six chipmunks. I don't know where they went. Um, anything else interesting going on this weekend? Nope, this car thing. Weather's supposed to be more or less decent. Working in the yard. Gardening, I think I'm gonna get the hydroponic setup going again so I can start some more plants, take some cuttings of things while they're alive to bring them inside for the winter. Oh, Frank's got a good question. Not really martial arts at all, but that's okay because what's the premise of the show? Martial arts in life and not to steal the podcast name by the same name. Does anyone know how to get rid of moles? So if you've got a few things that you can do there, Um, things that moles do not like, Uh, urine from predators to us. They are predators. You can do what you will with that information. Um, blood meal because it's basically powdered death. And so anything far down the food chain is going to generally stay away. One of the most creative things I've seen for moles, if you have flat ground, which you probably have more of there than here, you take a glass bottle and you bury it with just a little bit above the ground. And as the air passes over it, it whistles and it creates enough sound and vibration in the ground that they stay away. That's an old trick. That is an old timer trick that I learned from an old timer when I was a kid. Daniel wants clarification. Do you mean the furry ones or the ones on your face? It can the ones on your face can be furry. Rush hour fits into a really fun subcategory of films. Mismatched buddy cops. They do. It's it I mean that, that's something that we are so used to having in cinema. And it it's it's been around forever. It's a concept that's been around forever. Come on, camera. There we go. Oh, my wifi is not doing well again. What the heck? Stupid Wi-Fi. I think I'm gonna to have to start using the cord again. I didn't want to have to do it because it's one more thing to deal with when I'm tired pre-coffee. But all right, guys, I'm gonna go. We me some stuff for Monday. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Smile, you know all those things. Go check out an episode. Oh, and um, if you want to, if you're on TikTok, if you want to see an, I made a video yesterday showing the applicability of weapons training, traditional kabuto, to everyday items. I just picked one. So you can go check that out if you want. Okay. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you back here on Monday because we do it. Where's the banner? Come on, banners. Click. Every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And if you want to support us, Patreon.com slash Whistlekick or use the code FirstCut15 at Whistlekick.com. And uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to show you. Okay. Uh, Make sure you hit the thumbs up button, the like button, whatever. Uh, This was our last day this week doing Twitch. I'm going to check out the information see and compare Twitch versus Twitter to see what we, we do next week. If you're watching later on or listening later on. Thanks. and Maybe you can join us live sometime. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Appreciate all of you. Have a good weekend. I'll see you next week. Peace.